What's going on, guys? James Camacho here. This is Kicking It With Camacho. How you like that, huh? I'm still nimble. Nimble. Ooh, that's close to the to the bad word, right? Nimble. Um, you like my Chicago ones? This is a special episode because usually when I record, I'm in my jammies, right? I like I'll I'll put on like a like a like a, a presentable kind of shirt. But then, like, I, it's always like I always I like uh, put the camera angle to where it's like chest up because I'm always just wearing like basketball shorts, uh, boxers, thongs, you know. And uh, this is a special one because I actually have some goddamn real pants on. Um, I got like uh, I got a I got a appointment after this, so I had to actually be a real human. It's so crazy how, as a comedian, you're just not a real like person, you know. Most people like so recently I've been going to my therapy sessions at nine in the morning on Monday. So I have to like actually get on the train and like commute with like normal people that have like real jobs. And it's like I I could see how I can see why when you have like a normal job, you really would just want to you just want to yourself, you know, because like. God, it's early. It, it's just so packed. Like there's so many people in a rush. Just, just the and just like the uncomfortable feeling of just being like exhausted, tired, and just having to go somewhere you don't want to go. You know, it's like the most depressing thing in the world. And it's like I feel so. What I feel kind of lucky that I have this lifestyle where I can kind of make my own time. I don't have to, you know, do that. But I also feel like complete shit because. I'll be on the train at like eight in the morning to go to therapy while everyone else is going to like, you know, their their whatever, Lincoln Financial or um Johnson and Johnson firm firm job. I don't I don't know what the whatever big companies are out there, you know. Uh Meta company office sky rises, and I'm just there in fucking pajama pants, gonna gonna talk about my failings, you know? What what privilege I have. It's gonna run out soon, folks. It's gonna run out soon. I'm getting old. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting wrinkly. It's bad. I look fat. Like I, <laughs> I did like a camera check, and like, man, the camera really, <laughs> really be adding those ten pounds, huh? I can't wait for my my mom to see this and fucking text me. You fat boy. You fat Jim. Jim, you got to kind of fat. Jim, Jim, why you have so many roll? Jim, you should be like Spencer Lynn. Spencer Lynn. Eat only rice and noodle and uh, and soy sauce and, and Spencer Lynn skinny gem. Why are you so fat, Jim? Why? Um, <laughs> so yeah. Oh man, I'm showing. I mean, I mean, um, I'm going against what societal norms are doing these days. I've been eating carbs. Can you believe it? I eat carbs in 2023. Aren't I some psychopath? Aren't I a rebel? But yeah, I've been trying to uh, bulk up, and um, I read that uh, you, if you want to bulk up, you got to be eating them carbies. So I'm trying to literally. Uh, I read, dude. I read something crazy. It's like when you're trying to like bulk up, you should eat oh like three times, three four times your <coughs> body weight in uh, grams. In, in carbs so it's like i weigh 165 170 i haven't weighed myself in a while um that's that's what we call skinny privilege by the way when you when you don't weigh yourself every day i used to be a fat kid i would fucking weigh myself every day and just see the number and be like 
<laughs> but when you're skinny, you never think about it, right? So I think I'm like 165, 170, and if you multiply that by three, that's like 510, right? Yeah, oh, oh, I'm so Asian, so good at math. And if you do 170 times four, that comes out to like, what, 640? Something like that. There's a lot of carbohydrates. Like, I'm actively... Oh, well, oh, hey, did you guys see it? Did you guys see it? I was going to keep it quiet. I'm still kind of keeping it uh, under wraps, but I don't know if you saw that. If you didn't see it, um, never mind. And the people listening on home, um, we had a bit of a fluffing problem, if you know what I mean. Some fluff kind of made of a cameo appearance on the podcast. You know, it's so funny, like even when I was doing my my um my podcast in my old place with my old cats, it's like the moment the the the, the very second before I would start the podcast, the cats would be sleeping, right? They got their fucking one one uh paw in their mouth just sucking on it, right? Just like knocked out. You like scream in their ear, "Hey! Hey!" and they don't move and then the moment you start podcasting. They're just up in the air, flying around like they're like. Anyways, all right. I'm supposed to be keeping this uh, under wraps. I'm not ready to reveal. But anyways, so yeah, you're supposed to be eating like 600 carbs a day because I'm a fat 165, 170, and dude, it's hard because I'm not. I don't want to like gain. I don't want to get fat and chunky because I don't need my mom texting me and. uh <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if that was, like, what helped me, like, lose weight? If I so bad didn't want my fucking parents to to comment how fat I am. That was, like, my mood. That's, like, what got me skinny, you know? I didn't want to, like, I hate, I hate my parents so much. Like, I don't want to talk to them. So I just got really, really skinny. Because I know if I had any uh, extra weight on, on the podcast, I would get a text from them, you know? <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to uh, get fat. Like, I'm trying to stay, like, muscle and lean, and um, it's hard. I'm eating so much rice. I'm eating, like, two bagels a day, which is great because I live in uh, New York City. we got the best bagels out here. And then, uh, yeah, a lot of fruit and shit. So if I look chunky, I'm, I'm sorry. I promise you I'm not uh, – I'm, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for being a fat fuck. How about those people that, like – when uh like they're fans of like overweight celebrities and then when those celebrities like just out of nowhere one day look skinny and then it's like what the hell what are you on crack are you on drugs it's like no i just decided to like you know get my life together and lose weight and like all those people that'll go on twitter and be like i was a fan until they got they lost the weight this is bullshit bah i thought we could be fat and miserable together it's just like are you how could you pop like i can't understand there's literal people out there that sees someone that they supposedly like get do something positive in their life and they're like, oh, fuck you. I'm done. You know, it's like your um, shithead friends that like when you quit drinking or like you try to cut back on drinking, they're just like, OK, well, we, well, we can't hang out. You're a piece of shit. You know, like you don't get that as much as you get older. But like when you're in high school, that's such a very common thing. Like the moment you like, oh, I quit drinking or the moment like, you know, oh, I lost my connect for for weed. You never hear from them again. But yeah, like, uh, wasn't, uh, who was the celebrity? It wasn't Lizzo. Uh, what was the celebrity that lost, some singer lost a lot of weight and then a lot of people were like mad at her because she was supposed to be like this like figure of like, uh, over, 
uh, plus size like celebrities, and then she like, you know, it's really crazy. Like society, like 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 people are just fucking nuts, man. You know, yeah. Also, um, I don't think I shout out the pod, uh, the Patreon members real quick. Um, Erica Polly, thank you. Love Angeles, thank you. Amy Chen, thank you. Rishma, thank you. Su Chinye, Eric Kim, Erica, thank you. QQ, thank you. Zach Robles, thank you. I love that name, Zach Robles. Robles. And then Shamari Linton, um, thank you all so much for your patronage. And, um, yeah. So, um, what's going on with me? So, last weekend I was in uh, Washington, D.C., district of cock and um <laughs> and um man let me tell you something um i i really need to get my shit together because i sold no goddamn tickets and when i mean no goddamn tickets i'm i'm as close to literal as possible like you hear people say that all the time it's like ah oh, like i didn't sell any tickets to my shows there were light shows or i didn't this time. i'm i'm literally saying telling you i didn't sell we were supposed to do a show Friday and two shows Saturday. Friday show, three tickets sold. They didn't even show up. So we have no show Friday. I mean, fuck, man. And then um, Saturday, about 15, 20 people for the Saturday early show, which is cute. But Saturday, it's Saturday. It's supposed to be. That's the, the it's Saturday. That's like the that's like the, the fucking um, main show of the week for a comedy club. That's supposed to be their most packed out attended well attended show and I had barely 20 people and then Sunday we literally had a group of seven and then they just like were a group so they just stood like they just sat in a table right in front of the stage and then me and the other comedians had to perform like like at a fucking uh like we were in a campfire you know telling like some spooky story right you got the fucking campfire going everyone's you know in a circle did you guys ever hear the legend of the faceless cat. <gasps> the faceless cat. Oh! You know? So, yeah. I guess you guys... Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I gotta fucking get my following up. I gotta go viral. I gotta do something crazy. Because I am not... I can't sell tickets. Um, I'm making no money on the road. I, I am fucked. I am going to be homeless pretty soon, guys. This is bad. Uh, we, we So, in three shows, we sold about 30... <laughs> oh it's so bad like there's no one there's no one i guess no one from washington dc um no is a fan i i I mean it's a tough business i get okay okay let's not be so negative all right it sucks not a lot of people showed up um and uh but there are people that did show up so i want to shout out to the people that actually came to the show we had um a, a, a a chinese mom with her Chinese and Indian daughter come to the show. Um, so give it up for that. That was great. She literally, they literally drove all the way from Toronto to come to my show. Nine hour drive to DC. That's fucking incredible. Like, um, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's like, it's like, I still can't fathom it. It's just like the fact that like people are seeing my content and being like, that's worth a nine hour drive. Like, it's like, incomprehensible to me you know and then i believe another fan also came out that uh didn't uh talk to me after the show like i think they wanted to come up to me after the show but i think they got a little bit of the heebie-jeebies you know because i'm just so i'm so intimidating with my carbohydrate filled body you know 
And um, I just want to say thank you. Um, I, I, I'm trying to be more positive than negative, you know. Um, it was a light weekend, but the, the the shows that did happen were a lot of fun. So fuck yeah, DC. Fuck uh, fuck Friday, people that didn't come out. I mean, three people that still would that would have been weird. But um, yeah, I don't want to be negative. But like, it, 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 okay. So now that I've been positive, can we can we bitch a little bit? Can I bitch a little bit? So, um, one thing about becoming like a headliner comedian. Uh, you know, it's like that's all we want, right? We want to do comedy, and then you know, at some point, we want to you know uh, uh, do shows, and then we want to be a headliner, right? Tour over the country, be a star, be on TV, yada yada yada. And as much as um, I mean, so cliche, but with great power—not that being a comedian has much power, but um, not really a powerful thing. But it's like. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. So it's like when you start headlining, right? So when you start hosting and featuring, which is like when you're the opening acts of the show, it's like it's it's you know, there's not really much you have to do. You just show up and then you just make sure you don't ruin the show, right? If you're a headliner, like it is kind of on you to sell tickets to the show. Like of course the club has some like obligation to bring people out, right? But mainly, especially nowadays, it's like the comedian, they're kind of counting on the the draw um, and the and the following of the comedian for people to come out. And when no one comes out to your goddamn show, not only do you look like a piece of shit to the club, but then to the other comedians on the show, like you just look like a fucking loser, man. It's like, like, like I was telling the opener, um, the opener is just like I, you don't even know what to say. He's like, I'm sorry, uh, the show's not happening. Like, I'm sorry. No one in the world gives a shit <laughs> that I'm before I do comedy. You know, it's just like it's just the most like tail between your legs type of thing, you know, and they're always like, oh, no, man, I appreciate you having me. You know, it's all good. But it's just like they're all just trying to be nice, man. Dude, I, it's so fucked up because like Friday I had a couple people coming by to do guest spots. And I was like, dude, come back tomorrow. No big deal. Like, yeah, sorry, it shouldn't happen. Come back tomorrow. And they both were, they both were like midway Saturday. They were like, hey, uh, I'm just gonna stay home and uh, not waste my time coming out. I, uh, you know, uh, you're a loser. Your show's probably not gonna happen anyway, so uh, they're not worth my. They didn't say that, but you know what I mean. Like that, that's just how I felt. But yeah, oh boy. And um, this is coming out when after St. Pete Beach, and um, they've already told me tickets are low. They're like, oh, maybe we'll like consolidate the two Saturday shows into one. It's like, oh, oh, I hate my life. Uh, I'm such a nobody fucking loser. <laughs> but you know what? You know what kind of makes me um, like be more at peace with it? It's like every interview, podcast, whatever I've heard about with like uh, famous comedians like Bill Burr, for example, who's like one of my favorites, um, or even like... Uh, you know, Amy Schumer, who I'm not a fan of. Um, and just to clarify, like, I don't mean I'm not a fan of as in like, she sucks. I hate her. Rah! It's like, I've never really seen her stand up. So I, I, I'm just not uh, a supporter. There's got to be a bit. It just feels like every time you say I'm not a fan of someone, it just feels like you're on the offensive, you know. But, you know, at least for me, I'm not. I'm just trying to be like, I'm not a. Maybe I could just say, instead of saying I'm not a fan of that person, just be like, I've never seen that person's work. Maybe we'll say that from now on. Colloquialism. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I, yeah, it's like, um, oh, fuck, what was my point? It's about people coming out to see me. 
Oh, I lost the point. Oh, oh, you know what I'm feeling right now? You know that feeling of like, like when you just had an idea and it's like slipping and it's like a balloon getting away from you, flying up in the air. That's what I, I, I could feel that just, just flying away. Shit. What was the idea? Something about, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Woo. Um, so like the thing that keeps me kind of positive about all this stuff, like, uh, not selling tickets, like, listen, and it's like, it's, it's terrible. Like I feel bad because, um, it shows kind of like where my status is. And then also like, you know, it's not good business for the club. So if you don't sell tickets, like they're obviously going to be like, why, why would we ever have you back? You made us no money. Right. The only positive I try to take from it is like, you know, I've listened to like famous comedians when people interview them about like starting out in comedy or, you know, getting to where they are. They always kind of mention like, yeah, like when I started headlining, like, you know, I would do rooms for like fucking eight people. I would do show late shows for like, that were brutal for like 10 people. And pretty much like every comedian has gone through like this kind of process when they start headlining. So I, I, like, I, I just try to like put it in perspective of like, hey, you know. I'm going through the standard uh, process, standard trials and tribulations of this business, you know. And I'm not, um, I'm not saying that just to be like, "Well, everything's working out." <laughs> it's not. Um, it's just like, you know, it just feels like it's something that a lot of people have gone through. And you know, if I just keep working hard and keep putting my 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 left dick forward and. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, a year from now things can change, but this year is definitely, you know, it's funny. Cause like, I've always thought about like comedy, my career, it's like every year has gotten a little better after, you know, like, I feel like my trajectory is like on a incline and then you have COVID where things kind of like stalled out a little bit, but even then the COVID year in the, so 2020 and 2021, I would still say my career still kind of like was up. I think this might be like the first year from last year to this year where things kind of uh have haven't gone like totally up and it's it's like you know now that i say that it's like i shot a comedy special that's that's definitely a positive um i'm def like i'm headlining like full time now i don't do any like feature work so that's definitely a positive but i don't know it's like uh maybe i'm just being hard on myself and also like i kind of went through a pretty uh, tragic life thing this this year so gotta give myself a little bit of a excuse a little bit of a little bit of an excuse you know um but yeah i i gotta fucking uh man if i'm gonna sell 20 tickets uh a weekend i'm, I'm not gonna go very far you know but uh i don't know can you guys i don't know how far the cameras are but okay here we go hey what's up buddy Hey, buddy. Hey, guys. So uh, here we go. I guess I was waiting. I didn't want to grab them, but um, you've entered the podcast zone. So I guess we'll show you guys. Here's my little boy. One of my little boys. Oh, there's my other little boy. Hey, buddy. You want to come be on the podcast? All right. So um, here's one of my little boys, my little black cat. And um, I'm sorry for all you superstitious people that see black cats and... Uh, have to fucking rip your eyeballs out because of bad luck. I'm sorry. Um, is, is, does anyone really believe that you see a black cat? Because people, that is the thing. Like, if you see a black cat, that's bad luck. I literally went ahead and adopted a black cat. You know, does that make me crazy? Or am I just trying to prove that fucking thing wrong? Anyways, um, so yeah, here are my, here are my children, um, my little kittens. Um, I don't know if they're still in frame. Oh, here we go. And here's the other one. Eee. 
Want to say hi? Say hi. He looks just like um, like Nimbo. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. So this one is called uh, the white one. Look at that. How progressive am I? I got a white and a black cat, you know? Because I'm all about diversity, god damn it. You want to go play? You want to go play? Or you want to stay here? I think he wants to stay here. This white one is called Kaisa Camacho. Uh, Camacho is obviously the last name. His name is Kaisa, and the black one is called uh, uh, Deshaun. No. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> no, wouldn't that be so funny if I named the white cat like fucking, um, what's a really, Chad? If I was like, the white cat's Chad and the black cat's uh, uh, Jaquan or something, wouldn't that be so fucking funny? <laughs> People would be like, oh my god, they're so cute. What are their names? Chad and Jaquan. People would be like, what <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> um, no, but so the black one's name is Bulba and uh, the white one's name is uh, Kaisa. And um, yeah, I mean, I'll give you a little bit of a background on that because those are two pretty ridiculous names. Um, Bulba is um, the, the, the name Bulba comes from uh it's so nerdy but i'm just you know it's just what is uh what was true to my heart it's what rang close to me dearly uh bulba is uh short for bulbasaur the pokemon and the reason why i named it bulba is because when i was um you know when i first started playing pokemon you know on your my little purple game boy color um playing pokemon blue pokemon red those those you know those first generation ones when you start in those games, you get to choose a starter Pokemon, and you can choose Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle, right? Either three. And um, when I was growing up, I chose Bulbasaur as my first starter. And um, yeah, so that's why I named it Bulba, because um, getting these cats is me starting kind of just, you know, Starting the new journey of my life post uh, post my breakup, and um, you know, Bulba is uh, the cat I've chosen to start this journey with. And since I'm such a fucking, um, since I had so much trauma in my childhood from being an only child, I decided that I can't just get one cat and then they're alone like I was. Why would I want to do that to anyone else or any feline else? So I got two. I I got two brothers. The white one's name is Kaisa, which is Chinese for start, beginning. So again, it's just another kind of a uh uh the the meaning is just another way of being like, all right, we're you know new beginnings, we're starting over, new journey, um post my uh my my uh, heartbreak and uh, trying to climb out of my depression hole, you know. Fuck a K-hole. What about a depression hole? Ooh. 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 And, um, yeah. So, there you go. I, I finally got my two cats, and they finally decided to uh, make an appearance in the podcast. They're playing around. They're so cute, right? Aren't they fucking adorable? Um, You know what's crazy about them? Did I say this in the last episode? I didn't talk about them in the last episode, right? But they're like brothers, and like they literally like are like, you know, always on top of each other. Like they play with each other, and when they sleep, they like like sleep on top of each other. Like you ever have like a sleepover, and like you sleep in the same bed with your buddy, right? And then you do that thing like uh, what is like head to head to foot or something on the bed, so it's not like you're snuggling, right? It's not gay, but like these cats, 
they literally will like sleep on top of each other and like they they'll like morph into like one bull it's just they're white and black they're kind of like that like that was what is that p sign that pie sign oh what's that thing that that little circle thing with that's half white half black i don't know what it's called i guess we can use oreo they're like they look like a little oreo um i guess it's a better way to put it but yeah um that's it man i i uh that's how fucking big of a dork i am i'm like i can't i can't have this cat be an only child i gotta get it one because i hated being an only child that's the kind of guy i am you know i'm a fucking sucker um <laughs> but yeah i'm actually going to the reason why i'm dressed up actually is i'm actually taking him to the to the to the veterinarian um right after the podcast i'm gonna get them a nose to tail test if you guys don't know what that is that's when you uh you know just get like a like a standard checkup to make sure the cats you know they're healthy they're they're spry and they don't fucking uh, any weird rabies or A's or anything like that, you know. So I feel pretty good about it, but uh, now that I say it out loud, like this could be a weird. I could go in there and then they could be like, "Yo, this your one cat here has fucking uh, you know cancer and it's dick," you know. But that's not gonna happen. All right, so um, yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, boy. It's really fucking crazy if you think about it. Like, I feel pretty confident that I'm going to be a good dad. I know I'm going to be a good dad, but it's like, you know, I look at these things. They're so cute. And then I just think about like, all right, well, this is the next 13, 14, 15 years of my life is with these guys, you know? And like, uh, it's so wild because like, you know, that kind of commitment is fucking crazy, but it's it's almost like when people go, you know, there's never a right time to propose or never a right time to have kids. Like, is that just life? You know, it's like, I don't think there's ever going to be a moment where someone sits you down, whether it's a person or it's God or it's like anything or any sign that's going to tell you, like, you are now ready to have children. You are now ready to get your own pets. You are now ready to get married. You are now ready for whatever, a promotion. You are now ready to leave this. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, there's no confirmation ever. You just got to fucking feel like you can do it, believe it, and just go for it. It's just like jumping off a cliff almost, you know? It's weird because I just feel like, I don't know how you guys feel. But in my life, at least, it's like, I guess because I have a lot of anxiety and, like, I'm, I have self-doubt and shit. It's just, like, I'm always kind of, like, leaning, like, is someone going to tell me this is the right time? Is someone going to, is there going to be a sign? And there's, like, that confirmation just never comes. You just do it and then you fucking, you just deal with it, you know? I don't know. Am I crazy for that? Am I am I crazy? I just always feel like, um, yeah, it's like even with kids, it's just like, I don't think you're ever going to be like, all right, now's the right time to have kids. I don't know. Like, I always tell myself it's like if I make a lot of fucking money, right? Like, let's say, like, I fucking blow up and I make, like I do a tour and I make, like, $5 million. I think I definitely feel like I'd be more ready for kids financially, you know, than I am now. Like, now, like, I can't even think about having kids because, like, I literally will not be able to fucking feed them, you know? I don't have any fuck. I don't have the fucking money. But... Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird. Like the people with a lot of money also feel like there's never a right time to have kids or do they just 
Because, you know, you see, like, these, like, all these, like, fucking football players, baseball players, right? Like, once they, like, sign their first big contract, they, they just, like, the next year they have fucking, like, three kids. Because, like, they're, they're already with their, like, whatever, girlfriend, high school sweetheart, you know? And then once they get that big deal, I think it's just like, yeah, like, now we had a, like, there's nothing really to worry about. I guess money is the fucking, the worrier of all things, you know? Once you have money, it's like, you can do whatever. You can have kids, you can, you can get married, you can get divorced if you really need to, even though it's going to be fucking horrible. But it's like, yeah, I guess money is the one thing that, like, uh, is a one big factor and hold, that holds a lot of people back, you know? All right, well, that was really, that was really deep and shallow, you know? Don't think about it unless you got the funds. Oh, I just spilled water all over my leg. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for the freebie this week. Um, if you want to see more podcasts, please sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash James Camacho. $5 a month. You get the episodes early. You get the bonus episodes, which I'm about to do now. And you get all the stand-up clips a day early. And um, you get more more personalized uh, uh, chat comment section that I will always respond to. And, um, yeah, so the tour, I'm not touring for the rest of the year. Um, I'm just going to be doing local shows in the city and, uh, taking care of some other business. And then, um, if, so I am actively booking next year, my tour dates next year. If there's a city you want me to come perform, um, go to the link in, uh, the description of the episode. There will be a Google form where you can sign up for my email list. And you can also request what city you want me to come to. And um, please fill that out. It's very important because it helps me narrow down the places I should be reaching uh, out to for work. And hopefully um, we can avoid situations like D.C. this past weekend where no one fucking came out. Well, not no one. Where only a few people came out to see me. Even though I am super appreciative of those people. Um, yes. So, Tyson Adios. We'll see you next week. Appreciate your uh, viewership. Meow.